Soma Star here, the Sriracha Muchacha, and guess what? You're listening to the Atomic Podcast, where Ephraim blows up the news on a verbal scale. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the voice, Donovan Troy, the best-looking manager of all time. And in 2017, my New Year's resolution is to help Kimmy go straight to the top of the Sabotage Wrestling Women's Championship Tournament and win that Sabotage World Women's Championship. But now, but now, don't let me talk about myself because I already do that enough. Let me present to you, Ephraim, speaking with the Sriracha, Muchacha, Paloma, Star. Ladies and gentlemen, Paloma Star. Paloma, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm very well. Happy New Year's, um, Merry Christmas, Happy Thanksgiving, and all that good stuff. Right? Happy and merry everything. Can't believe it's already the new year. It's crazy. I know, I know. Um, let me just get started. Um, how did you get involved in the wrestling business? You know, I'm always fascinated hearing about how women get involved in wrestling. Well, how did you get involved in it? Well, along with, I think everybody else, I grew up a wrestling fan. Um, I actually grew up in Ciudad in Mexico. Um, so there, Lucha Libre was definitely very predominant and huge. So growing up in Mexico, I was going to the Lucha shows and going and seeing everybody in mask and all that. So my favorite wrestler growing up, uh, or luchador, my favorite wrestler growing up was Timmy Ablas. And I actually met him at a grocery store. He was doing pictures and autographs when I was seven years old. So that's the time that I really fell in love with it as soon as I got to meet my favorite luchador. And then after that, I moved to El Paso, across the border in Texas. And when I was in high school, I started going to like local shows and um, checking out checking that scene out and everything. And then there was one day when they're like, we're going to have uh, ring girl tryouts. And I'm like, oh, you know what? That sounds pretty cool. I want to be part of this. This will be fun. So I go up and talk to the promoter. He looks at me and he says, uh, you don't look like a ring girl. I'm like, what? What is that supposed to mean? Like, I did not understand what, right? I did not understand what he meant, but I did not look like a ring girl. I'm like, all right. So he asked me if I ever thought about being a wrestler. I'm like, well, yeah, of course. I just didn't think you could be a wrestler. So he told me about training. He told me when the big train and when the next shows are. So showed up to training and definitely busted my ass to try to be the best wrestler I could be to prove to people that, okay, so I don't look like a ring girl in quotations, but I'll be just an awesome wrestler instead, even better. Oh, was you like a rough child growing up though? Like, did you like a lot, like, was you like a tomboy or like you did a lot of like rough activities? I was, a, I was definitely a tomboy. I would always, especially like when I was like in fourth and fifth grade, me and my best friend would always wear like those Jinko George, the short, the George's. The jean shorts, the baggy pants, and the long t-shirts. So it's definitely more of a tomboy. I always had like a girly side, but definitely always like the rougher things. I def- I've been um, acting in the theater since I was five and always was in sports. So definitely mixing the two worked out great for me. Kind of funny how you said acting in the theater because wrestling is sort of just like that. So, you know, you found the happy medium. Exactly, because I definitely like the physical aspect. I've been in sports all my life. I love the performance, of course, and then I'm just 
being out in front of people. That's it's, it's definitely the perfect combination of all three. Yeah. Um, who trained you in the and when you started going into wrestling? Who trained you? When I started in Texas, I trained down in, in ACW and Anarchy Championship Wrestling. So I got a training there from the from the school there, and then I actually had the opportunity to uh, train with Taz at his dojo in Long Island. I was the first woman to train at Taz's dojo, so that was really cool and got lots of insight and learned so much. Well, how was that working with Taz and you know being the only female there? Did you feel intimidated? Um, I felt intimidated just when I first met him because he definitely is a very intense person, and that's what he definitely installed in us: is the be intense and intensity. I remember him having this huge uh, orange and black sign uh, banner above the ring, and every time he'd point to it, it'd be intensity, intensity. So it was a little bit intimidating at first, but he definitely didn't treat me different just because uh, I'm a woman. He definitely treated me just like one of the guys, and the guys that were there too treated me just like one of them. But so it's always a little bit. But makes me try a little bit harder when I'm the only woman there, and so definitely training there, I learned a lot. Not only, of course, in ring work, but how to uh, conduct yourself uh, in in the back, how to deal with like business aspects of the of the of wrestling, and especially most importantly, is how to act on social media. He definitely uh, taught all of us all the aspects of wrestling, but it was just really cool being able to be the first woman to train it. Um, who was your classmates, if you remember? Um, Bull Dempsey, mm-hmm. he was one of my classmates, uh-huh, Bull Dempsey, um, also Bobby Shields, who's done a whole bunch of stuff in the, in the Northeast area, and he's done some stuff with WNT and TNA too, um, Cody Jones, he definitely lives in Texas, and, and it's now up here in the Midwest in Chicago, he's a second generation wrestler, um, also Memphis Mofo, he is such a good <laughs> person to look at, he, uh, his, his name is great, he has probably one of the best promos in the Memphis area. Um, but yeah, so just a couple of the notable classmates that I had. Um, it was pretty cool because I keep in touch with most of them. And there was also another guy, uh, Sam Smith, the baby-faced bulldog from England. So it was pretty cool having some, even meeting some international people too. So still keep in touch with them. So also, always great keeping in touch and running into other fellow uh, Team Taz Dojo mates off on the road. No. Um, how hands-on was Taz as a teacher? Like, who was actually in the ring there with you, like, all the time training you? Did you have various teachers, or was it just predominantly Taz? It was definitely just Taz all the okay. time. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. All day. Yeah. He, of course, he didn't do anything physical, but he was definitely in the ring, in there, in the ring with us. We had him through all the hours we were there. He did have a great assistant and, like, an, like an office manager and strength conditioning coach, uh, Mike Mitchell, who's now, like, a big uh, uh, gym manager out in L.A. for Gold's Gym. But he, we had him, too, and he was mainly for... Uh, how to stretch before matches, uh, what workouts will help us in will help us in their matches, uh, strength and conditioning, but really focus a lot on the stretching part of it. So that was really cool and fun experience that adds to it. I think a lot of seminars or dojos or uh, even wrestling schools don't teach you the importance of you know preparing for a match and actually stretching and what goes into it and all that. Uh, but no, he was hands on. He sat us down he, we had a schedule every day we had like a syllabus at the beginning of it that each day we're going to do this at this time he definitely kept with the schedule but it was really cool we wanted to talk to him one-on-one he was always there for us i still remember him texting me a couple times on my birthday i would text him on his birthday so definitely hands-on and still you know we still keep in touch from time to time so it wasn't just like a one one 
few days and stuff. He's definitely very involved and really cared about us. Oh, have you ever cried at the school? Have I ever cried at the school? Yeah. No. <laughs> I actually was, there was this one time where he was trying to teach us, I think I believe we were going over throws, and he was getting so frustrated with it that I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm about to get suplexed through this wall right now. Like, I started looking around to everybody all super nervous, like, guys, <laughs> this is going to be bad. This is going to be so bad right now. Like, I was, like, grabbing onto the ropes just in case. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll be ready for it, I guess. But it was definitely hard and intense. But thankfully, I never cried. I remember him, how bad it was when he was a coach and tough enough. So that's all I kept running through my mind. Oh, how long was you in the school there for, and um, what year did you graduate? It was in 2000, I believe, 12. Okay. That it was. I was in 2012, and I was Um, and um, when did you have your first actual match in front of an audience? That's a good question because I, for the longest time, when I first started wrestling, I wouldn't have matches. I would just take really stupid moves just so I could be involved <laughs> in the show or just yeah. be at least somehow part of the match because I was still training and I was still, of course, learning. So I would be like, oh, we need somebody to do this this something stupid I'm like oh I'll do it so it's kind of very hard to actually pinpoint my actual first match but I do remember being in a mixed tag match probably in like 2008 in middle of nowhere Georgia I think it was Dallas Georgia mm-hmm. it was me and Rachel Summerlin versus Andy Dalton and JT Lamada. So, uh, I, I think I remember that was definitely one of my first matches, uh, but I wish I could knew exactly pinpoint which one it was, and I love how some wrestlers keep, like, a journal or uh, <laughs> keep a list of people yeah. who they wrestled, when, how, what date. I wish I would have done that. that. That's definitely something I wish somebody would have told me, or, you know, um, I, I seen somebody do, but I wish, even if people are just starting out now, now I definitely recommend starting that, because that's something cool that I wish I had to look back on. How did you came up with the gimmick, the Suracha Muchacha? Well, see, it's not a gimmick. I really do love <laughs> Suracha. Really? Like, I, I really do. Like, I, I, well, looking at it right now on the table as we speak, I put that on everything. I really do. And um, I actually started liking it when I was a server and a cocktail waitress at a sushi bar when I was still down in Texas. And I really like started liking it then, and I actually got the Sriracha Muchacha name from Instagram. Uh, one time, I posted something about Sriracha, and like, oh, Sriracha Muchacha. I'm like, oh, I love it. This is such a good idea. So, most of it is not a gimmick, because I really do love Sriracha. Planning to get a cool Sriracha tattoo here soon. So, 
definitely really really attached to it you know you know while there's a lot of different different body types of female wrestlers and you know there's a lot of female wrestlers that are blonde-haired blue-eyed or skinny or cut up you know major abs or whatnot you know you definitely stand out as being different i don't mean that in a bad way i'm just saying you're just different you know it's it's your different eye candy to look at um how like do you feel like sometimes intimidated when you see all these girls who are like buffed up or muscled up or like tall or slim or heavy set like like um how do you feel like compared to everybody else yeah and i totally take that as a compliment i want to look different i would definitely want to stand out i don't want to be a cookie cutter and that's not anything to the girls who are quote unquote society pretty or cookie cutters because there's a need for every type of person in wrestling and in many in any in any in anything really um because i wrestling is subjective so just because one person doesn't look a certain way that you you're used to or that you would like to there's always going to be somebody who does want to look up to some somebody who um is uh you know super shredded who does want to look at somebody who has more who has more curvy um so even to look up to them or to relate to them or just enjoy watch watching them so i'm definitely glad that i'm not like everybody else and i hope that there's more diversity in everything um from not only wrestling but to anywhere else any other, other industry um but just because you're looking a certain way doesn't mean they should stop you from trying i mean i guess that's what the promoter back in texas was trying to tell me that look like a ring girl but now that i'm glad i don't look like a ring girl i'm glad i don't look like everybody else and i'm glad i'm able to stand out and be my own person uh how would you describe yourself as your attitude or your personality like how are you um, I'm definitely super friendly and super outgoing. That's inside and outside the ring. I definitely love talking to people. That is one of my favorite things of being a wrestler is actually the fan interaction and doing stuff like this and, you know, podcasts and interviews and just media work. So maybe I love to talk. I don't know if that's kind of obvious. <laughs> I love to talk. Um, I love being outgoing. I'm friendly. Um, definitely a little bit spicy, though, as you could say for the Sriracha Matata. You definitely have can have a little feisty side for me, and something sometimes that comes out. Yeah, I actually saw you in a um, wrestling event in Wisconsin. I was really impressed by you. You know, honestly, haven't heard of you. Then I saw you wrestle, and I was impressed. And I seen a couple of your matches on YouTube. I'm like, wow, you can definitely go. Um, do you? Is there? Um, I know there's plenty of women wrestlers out there, but is there any wrestlers out there now currently that L.A., New York, or whatever state that you would like to get in the ring with? Yeah, there's so many talented women out there that it's so hard to so hard to choose from. And thank you so much. I appreciate you um, checking out my matches on YouTube and seeing me out there in Bruce Eater Wrestling. I'm glad I was able to finally go out there, but I appreciate that for sure. But there's just so many talented uh, female wrestlers now that the, the, like the list for me is uh, for me is really long. But somebody who I've actually looked up to and have, have never been in the ring with, have been on plenty of shows with, is Lufisto. She's definitely a veteran in the business, and uh, she's definitely defied so many stereotypes and so many odds, and she's overcame so much. And she's such a really cool girl too. That she's awesome. So I definitely would love to get in the ring uh, with Lufisto. Um, also would like to face some international talent as well from Fabi Apache, Maria Apache, or even so, even anybody from England. I know um, Alpha Female too was somebody that always would stand out to would stand out to me. And of course, I would love to face any any Joshi's over there in Japan. That definitely is a big dream of mine. 
Oh, have you ever faced Thunder Rosa before? I haven't, actually. I was on a show with her. I, I, got, I got to ride in the car with her, so I got to uh, meet her and get to know her, and she is definitely an excellent girl to work with and to be on the show with, but I've never had the pleasure to wrestle her, so definitely, hopefully, here in the near future. So maybe I'll be making a trip out there to California and see if I can have a match against her. Yeah, because um, her husband is establishing um, Sabotage out in California. It's all, you know, 16 tournament women matches. And, you know, they're coming, I believe they're coming to Texas too. Is that something you wouldn't mind getting involved in if given the opportunity? I would love to more than anything. That would be amazing. I'm all about um, empowering women and helping out any way that I can in the all-women federation. So whether it be in California. California or in Texas, I'm so glad that they're doing that because of the better way that the women are portrayed in wrestling, I think it'll be better for the sport in general. So I would definitely love to be involved in that. And maybe I'll be in a sabotage show soon. Who knows? Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, is there any other like sports you're interested in besides wrestling or wrestling is it? No, I'm definitely a football fan, so uh, I'm a huge 49ers fan while I watch it more than obviously play it. I did play some uh, intramural uh, football, but I'm definitely a bit football fan, even though I'm a 49ers fan. So <laughs> <laughs> um, right? I know, it's so rough. <laughs> the struggle is real, but um, being in, living in Chicago now, I'm a big Cubs fan. I was there outside Murphy's Bleachers on that seventh and that seventh uh, game of the World Series and extra and extra innings uh, that was intense. So definitely love baseball. Um, but as as far as playing myself, I used to be a cheerleader and I used to be in volleyball and I used to wrong, um, run long distance running. So still try to do that if, if I can from time to time. Uh, um, since your move to Chicago, how has Chicago treated you, and how how much do you enjoy the Windy City? I love Chicago. I love, love Chicago. I wish I honestly would have moved here sooner. A lot of people come up to me and be like, how can you leave Texas and the weather to come over here to Chicago? Uh, but the city has definitely just embraced us. I feel like uh, not only being a, being a wrestler, but be, just being needed to the city itself has really helped me uh, grow a lot and get out of my comfort zone. When I first moved here, I was just going going to shows and just showing up, meeting people, shaking hands, going out there, networking. And that's how I got to meet a lot of people here in the local Chicago area, it's just by not having any fear and just going up to them and introducing myself and extending their hands. But definitely, I feel like Chicago has opened and welcomed me with open arms and definitely has, have made a lot of good connections, a lot of good contacts. And definitely what I love about living in the area is that everything's so close, you know, Milwaukee, BCW is just an hour away. Um, Indiana is just an hour away. Missouri is just a couple hours away. So I could get to a lot of states in a short amount of time, mm-hmm. as opposed to Texas, where it would take me legit 12 hours to go from Amarillo up north to Houston. So definitely a better opportunity. I feel more talented, more talent, and of course, um, streamer space out of here. So that's definitely another odd bonus living in Chicago. No. How would you describe your in-ring style if no one has seen you work? I would definitely describe it as a mixture of uh, quite a bit of things. I would definitely consider myself a powerhouse. I would rather be strong than skinny. So if it me, I just lifted two girls on my shoulder and done a double Samoan drop before. So 
so definitely some uh, some powerhouse moves in there. Um, a little bit of lucha, of course, being Mexicana, I always want to pay tribute to my culture and definitely lucha, lucha influence. And I'm definitely a striker, so I love to hit me some forums. So that's my go-to. <laughs> that's my bread and butter. Oh, that's awesome, man. Um, you also, you also, you know, being Mexicana and being Latin, um, how, how much do you think, you know, Latinos love wrestling? Because, you know, I don't think they get there just to, especially in the Midwest, you know, you don't see it like a lot of Latinos in a lot of shows, but how much influences you think, you know, how much you think Latinos love wrestling? I definitely agree with you with uh, Latinos being underrepresented in the, in the Midwest area when it comes to wrestling. I think there's definitely a big opportunity there, not only for Latino wrestlers, but for the Latino community. I mean, Latinos in general love their wrestling. Like, if no anybody has seen, the most intense fans are definitely always <laughs> Latino fans. So having Latino wrestlers it definitely makes a connection with the Latino community and then brings them in. And, you know, once you bring, bring them in, they'll always bring all their whole family their friends, their neighbors. It's a, it's almost like a family event, a family affair. Everybody's there to have a good time, to cheer on the technicals and boo the rules. So I'm pretty excited to be one of the few, uh, you know, not only female but Latinas here in the Midwest and able to kind of attract that that community. Um, who's been your toughest opponent so far in the wrestling business? Oh man, that's definitely a good one. I think uh, my toughest opponent so far is uh, Nikki Knuckles. Yeah. She, I respect the hell out of her, and I look up with her so much. But every time I'm in the ring with her, I know it's going to be hard hitting for sure, and a challenge, but a challenge in a good way because I always feel she brings the best out of me. Um, I always feel like I'm, I know I'm going to for sure always have a good match anytime I wrestle Nikki. But she's definitely tough. She is definitely, definitely very tough. Mm -hmm. um um have you ever been in any situation where you know you've been like abused or anything like that or like any kind of situation like in school or in life um we all have our struggles and of course i would not be lying if i said i've never been bullied or uh being made fun of or anything like that but definitely um i think being just a woman in general a lot of people look at you different and take try to take advantage of you and uh and, and then in, in many ways more than more than one more than just physical but emotional and in any other way like that but um growing up uh, was definitely had typical bullying getting made fun of and, and all that but uh, i think everybody just that's something that we all, all I think sometimes I'll go through without we realize it or not. Yeah. What has been your worst defeat so far? Oh man, my worst defeat so far. Uh, the first, the first one that's actually coming to mind is I trained really, really, really hard for a long time for a um, Japan tryout. I was actually I was at a tryout to go to Japan. Yeah. With zero one. And I was actually the only female and first female again to have a tryout to go to Japan with, with zero one. Had the tryout in California, was able to do neck bridges. I was probably in the best shape of my life. I busted my ass for it. And when I get there, I'm actually doing pretty, pretty good. The trainers are on me and they pull me aside and they tell me that they're not on me because I'm a girl. They're on me because they see something and that I already look like a Japanese wrestler. So I'm like, oh man, they got me feeling really good. <laughs> Even at the end of the tryout, they said, um, well, the, the guy who, 
the actual uh, guy, the Jap- I cannot remember his name, uh, the guy who runs their own from Japan was there after he saw me have one of my tryout matches. He bowed down and I get the, the respectful bow. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is it. I'm in. This is for sure. And because wrestling in Japan has always been one of my biggest dreams, if not my big, my big dream that I have in wrestling. And at the end of the tryout, they said, oh, we're actually going to pick somebody um, who's going to surprise a lot of people. So everybody right away looks at me like, oh, well, of course, they're going to pick her because it's going to be a surprise. And sure enough, they did not pick me. And um, I really took it really hard just because um, I felt like that's the hardest I ever trained or anything wrestling related before. And I put in all the effort. You know, I, 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 I paid to go to California and all that. And, and I got really good feedback and praise. And um, confidence is something that I struggle a lot with with wrestling um, and so at that time I was confident about it and for them to not to pick me was kind of defeating and it did take me a little while to bounce back this is like oh why why should I even train hard why should I even you know try to look the best that I can if you know I'm not going to get picked but after that dust myself off and got back up and back at it again no you know it's always amazing when I talk to people and you know they have different aspirations to do different things that people say, oh, you can't do this for a living or you can't do that for a living. You know, your job is being a professional wrestler. Um, I, I'm sure you do things, you know, in your personal life. But um, how is it, you know, being a professional wrestler now and living the life and living in Chicago and getting gigs here and there? Like, how is it for you, you know, financially, you know, family burdens? Like, how is it? Um, definitely, if you're going to get into wrestling, you're not getting into it for the money, because <laughs> as much as I would love to say that, um, you know, I make a living off of wrestling, I don't, um, it definitely doesn't pay all the bills, but I'm not in, in it for the money, in it for uh, because I love it, but there's been so many times where I'm not around for friends, um, my mom lives in Texas, so I don't get to see her a lot, and every time I tell her I'm going to go and drive somewhere, like, uh, oh, I'm going to have a show in Wisconsin today, or have a show in uh, in Missouri today, and she, she's always like, oh, well, why don't you just drive over here, like, why don't you just come visit me over here, so <laughs> I feel like mom always thinks that I'm traveling, yeah, I'm not traveling to see her, so that's always really struggle, especially since I'm an only child, and it's just me and my mom, so wow. definitely have uh, have missed out on a lot of uh, chances to see my mom, or chances to hang out with friends, um, there's been I missed my senior prom because of wrestling. Oh wow! Instead of going to my senior prom, I went to SmackDown instead. And I remember <laughs> taking a sign that said, "I'm here" instead of my senior prom, and I definitely got a got a reaction from a lot of the wrestlers and all of the people there. Uh, there anyway. So I mean, when it comes to wrestling, there's a lot of sacrifices, not only financial wise, because of course, just depending on where you travel, but physical wise, emotional wise. I, I mean, I I've seen the firsthand seeing the effects of what happens long term on the body of professional wrestling and it's not a pretty one but it's what we put ourselves into and we know that it's going to be bad and it's going to be sacrificed but here's to the hopes that we somehow find what we're looking for and achieve our dreams Mm. and what about your dad he wasn't around no no, he's probably still a doctor in Mexico somewhere Oh, wow. I know he wasn't really around, but didn't meet him, and just proud to say that I, you know, turned out just fine, and want to be, like, an inspiration for people who think that, you know, you need two parents to grow up and be five, but no, when I'm out here being a wrestler, kicking ass. 
Mm, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, you know, that's an inspiration to a lot of people everywhere. Some people feel like, you know, they get shunned because either they only had a mother or they only had a father. But, you know, you, you know, you took that and you ran with it and, you know, you took that adversity and turned it into, you know, you know, like, you know, your mother was basically your mother and your father for everything. So, definitely. you know, yep. I definitely want, don't want I want to show people that you don't have to be a product of your environment. I mm-hmm. mean, I grew up in Mexico. I was uh, raised by a single mom. I was definitely not the best kid growing up, but, you know, I was basically ruled out to be a stereotype, but just love proving people wrong and love proving to people that no matter what your situation is, you don't have to be a product of your environment. Yeah. Um, what type of wrestling matches you enjoy most? Tag team, singles, intergender? Um, I definitely enjoy single matches the best because I feel that's when I could um, showcase and uh, be connected with the crowd better. Of course, and tag team matches are always fun because you always have somebody there with you and you have somebody uh, kind of to lean on for anything, whether it be um, working the crowd or whether it be uh, what's the next, what's what's what looks good, what's supposed to, what we're supposed to do next. But you kind of are a team out there, so uh, tag team matches are always fun. And here lately, um, especially now, I think intergender matches have gained a big uh, big uh, backing big popularity behind it so wrestling uh, men are all, is always fun and always a little bit more I feel like I have a little bit more something to prove when I wrestle men so I always enjoy proving people wrong and, and seeing what they got there and any type of match but definitely those are my favorite and my final question for you Paloma is what was the Paloma of today to the Paloma of yesterday oh man that's such a good question. It's such a good question to follow up. Uh, <laughs> don't be stupid. Don't be, <laughs> don't be stupid. <laughs> don't be stupid and take every bump that you think you have to take. And uh, find somebody to be a good influence. Because when I first started, especially started wrestling, I definitely got to take advantage of a, of a lot. Because I was just uh, naive and young and just wanted to be part of it. And, Anyway, so definitely, basically, don't be stupid and um, find somebody to be a role model. Okay. Um, have you ventured out to New York besides training with Taz? Have you ventured out to, like to the New York wrestling scene? Not exactly the New York wrestling scene. I have been to the Northeast in Jersey and and Philadelphia area, but not exactly New York, actual New York yet. Definitely on my list of states that I want to go wrestle at in 2017 that would be awesome so hopefully this year we'll see well i hope people out there book you and watch your matches because you're a sight to see and you know people out there look at paloma star because she's one to watch and you know seeing you in person was amazing and i definitely hope to see you again because i think there's another show coming up i'm not sure i don't think you're on the card i'm not sure but hopefully you know drive up to the show okay we can hang out yeah, for sure, and thank you so much. I appreciate it. Definitely would love any opportunity to wrestle in New York or anywhere, and I appreciate your kind words, and I hope people not only take your word for it, but definitely check me out, or if I'm at a show or a show near you, please feel free to stop by and say hi. Reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm super responsive, and hopefully I'll see you again in person in BCW soon. Yeah. Um, promote your social media, Paloma. Promote uh, promote any upcoming shows you have Um up in the horizon definitely i'm on facebook twitter instagram a whole bunch of other random uh, 
social sites. I'm all about social. <laughs> uh, they're all Paloma Star, Star with two R's, and Paloma, I promise it's super easy to spell, just how it sounds, or for people, Paloma. Paloma, Star. <laughs> Paloma. Paloma. Uh, yeah, exactly. At Paloma Star, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And I have two shows coming up. I have one for MWA, January 22nd, in St. Charles, Illinois. The show starts at 3 p.m. And June, I wish it was June, January 28th, in Summit, Illinois, for Resistance Pro. So uh, definitely check me out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the one, the only, the Suracha Muchacha Paloma Star. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much, and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks. Don't miss your chance to be a part of wrestling history when Sabotage Wrestling presents Hey Ladies, Saturday, February 18, 2017, at the UEW Arena, 926 Cleveland Avenue in Los Angeles. Doors open at 7, bell time is at 8. General mission tickets are $20.00. Front row tickets are $30 a piece. Don't miss your opportunity to see a 16-woman tournament to crown the first ever Sabotage champion. Participants include Heather Monroe, Delilah Doom, Kimmy Schoenhammer, and Caitlin Diamond, as well as special appearances by The Voice, Donovan Troy, and the one, the only, Thunder Rosa. For more on this show, follow them on Twitter at Sabotage2016 and check them out on Facebook at 2016 Sabotage Wrestling. And don't forget, Austin, Texas, May 13, 2017, Sabotage Wrestling is coming to you. <laughs>